and welcome to the Never Time Podcast, where we talk about the biggest moments in Major League Soccer in I'm your host, Logan. On this week's episode, we have a lot of soccer to cover. We are now one week into the MLS's back tournament. Additionally, we are about to kick off the quarterfinals for the NWSL Challenge Cup. Here are the matchups for the knockout round for the NWSL. In the 1 versus 8 match, the North Carolina Courage take on the Portland Thorns. This is going to be a rematch of the first match of the tournament, where the Courage defeated the Thorns 2-1. In the 2 versus 7, we have the Washington Spirit versus Sky Blue FC. In the 3 versus 6, OL Rain versus the Chicago Red Stars. And in the 4 versus 5 match, we have the Houston Dash versus the Utah Royals. This is a rematch of their first match of the tournament, which ended in a thrilling 3-3 draw. The winner of the Houston versus Utah match will play the winner of the Portland Thorns versus the North Carolina Courage. Now, on to MLS's back tournament. We are going to start off with the Group E matchup of the New York Red Bulls versus Atlanta United. After a storm delay that pushed kickoff back for over a half an hour, the Red Bulls scored early to defeat Atlanta United 1-0. In the fourth minute, New York's Kaku found a gap in Atlanta's midfield and played a through ball to, into midfielder Florian Velo. Velo touched the ball behind Atlanta's back line and placed it home past goalkeeper Brad Huzon. This was the first goal of the tournament that, that, had, that had been scored in the first half. The gap that Kaku was able to play behind was caused by a disconnection between Atlanta's Mo Adams and Emerson Hindman. Last season, Atlanta had Darlington Nagby, who's now at Columbus, who was able to help keep the midfield connected. As the match progressed, Atlanta's play improved. In the second half, Atlanta outshot the Red Bulls 9-3. However, they could not finish their chances. Part of the issue for Atlanta is their striker situation. Rosetto started for the five stripes in that, the striker position and was subbed off from the 72nd minute. In that time, he failed to tally to get any shots. His replacement, Adam John, only got one. Atlanta United need to find a quality replacement for Joseph Martinez, because without his impact, the club is without a majority of their goals in a season. After the New York-Atlanta match, FC Cincinnati and Columbus Crew SC faced off in the MLS is back edition of Hell is Real. Due to weather delay in the match, the two Ohio sides did not kick off until 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time. In the 17th minute, Columbus defender Vito Warmhor hurt his ankle and had to be taken out the field. The crew were forced to sub on homegrown player Abubakar Keita, who had a solid performance. In the match, the first bit went back and forth, but after that, it was all Columbus. In the 27th minute, the crew got a free kick outside of the box. New designated player Lucas Zellerayon stepped up to take the kick. He struck the ball, and it pinged off the near post and into the back of the net. Three minutes later, Columbus scored again when midfielder Eunice Mokhtar slipped the ball behind Cincinnati's defense. Forward Jossie Sardes ran onto the ball and placed it into the back of the net. The next goal came four minutes into the second half when Zellerayon served a ball to the far bar where Jossie Sardes redirected the ball into the back of the net. The final goal for Columbus was scored in the 60th minute when Zellerayon switched the ball wide to Hector Jimenez, who then passed it into Mokhtar at the top of the box, who shot the ball into the far post. One player who didn't end up on the score sheet that had a particularly good performance was Darlington Nagby. In the match, Nagby only had two unsuccessful passes and two key passes. Him 
and midfield partner Artur were subbed off for the 76th minute for homegrown duo Aidan Morris and Sebastian Berhalter. Berhalter is the son of U.S. Men's National Team head coach Greg Berhalter, who was at the match. It was a great moment for both him and Morris. In the entire match, Cincinnati struggled. They managed only six shots with three on target. Additionally, FCC only maintained 37% of possession in the match. They simply lacked any identity. This was expected as their head coach, Yap Stam, only joined the squad a few weeks before leaving for Orlando. However, if the club wants to earn any points in the group stage that also counts towards the regular season, they will need to figure out their identity and fast. As of now, this has been the biggest win in the MLS's back tournament. With the four best third-place teams in the group stage advancing to the knockout round, Columbus is in a good place to earn that spot if they can't get a result in their next two matches. The Columbus crew play the New York Red Bulls on July 16th at 9.30 p.m. As for FC Cincinnati, they take on Atlanta United that morning at 9. As for Group D, they opened up play with Sporting Kansas City versus Minnesota United. That match was a tale of two halves. The first half belonged to Sporting Kansas City. In the 43rd minute, Alan Polito turned with the ball and found Kyrie Shelton in space. Shelton broke down the right side of the field towards the goal. Minnesota goalkeeper Tyler Miller cheated towards the middle of the net as Gerso broke free from his mark. Shelton placed the ball past Miller in the near post. While Miller did leave the front post open, he was left with a decision as Gerso was unmarked. This goal showed all three of Sporting Kansas City's attackers creating another layer of attack. As for Minnesota, their attacking line struggled. In the first half, Minnesota's four attackers struggled to find passes forward to create opportunities. In fact, Minnesota had under 60% pass completion in the final third in the first half. In the 64th minute, Minnesota thought that they finally leveled the match off a corner kick that Ethan Finley had finished. However, VAR disallowed the goal as Kevin Molina was found to be offsides. But even though the goal was called back, momentum shifted in favor of Minnesota. In the 73rd minute, Minnesota's Aaron Schoenfield broke free but was tripped up by goalkeeper Tim Melia just outside of the box. Melia received a red card due to denial of an obvious goal-scoring opportunity. His replacement, Richard Sanchez, subbed on, and Sporting Kansas City continued the match with only 10 men. In stoppage time, Minnesota United was given a free kick. Jan Gregus stepped up to take the kick. He struck the ball, and it was deflected off of Sporting Shelton into the back of the net. Just when a match seemed it was going to end in a draw, Kevin Molino finished a ball return to play from Raheem Edwards to give Minnesota the win. In the other Group D match, defensive struggles were a staple for Colorado Rapids against rival Real Salt Lake. In the 27th minute, Albert Rusnak cleaned up a deflected save from Clint Irwin to put RSL up 1-0. At this point in the match, Colorado had yet to even record a shot. In the second half, Colorado had another defensive breakdown when Lala Sabubakar left Douglas Martinez open in the box. Irwin tried to make a play on the ball, but fouled Martinez in the box. Rusnak stepped up to take the kick that was saved by Irwin in the 72nd minute. Five minutes later, Demir Krelak received a ball for Rusnak outside the box. He drove the ball in the ground into the left corner to double RSL's lead. With the win, RSL sit at the top of Group D with three points and a positive two goal differential. Group D is in action again on Friday, July 17th for another doubleheader when Sporting Kansas City takes on the Rapids and Minnesota United takes on RSL. 
Kickoffs are slated for 8 and 10.30, respectively. The next match we're going to be talking about is DC United and Toronto FC. This match kicked off on Monday, 24 hours after it was originally scheduled. The DC and Toronto rosters had an unconfirmed positive test and an inconclusive test. Because of this, was the match was postponed. Follow-up testing came back negative for everyone on both teams. Toronto opened up scoring in the 12th minute when Alejandro Pozuelo found Ayo Akinola at the top of the box. Akinola took a touch across the top of the 18 and found some space. He ripped a shot that flew into the left side of the net. Just before halftime, Pozuelo found Akinola again after he took the ball off of Frederick Briant's foot and slotted the ball across the top of the six to Akinola. Akinola, who played as a replacement to Josie Outstore, is only 20 years old. This is a great example of the opportunities that are available for young players in this tournament. Just before half, DC's Junior Morena received his second yellow card of the match and was sent off, and DC had to continue the remainder of the match with only 10 men. In the 64th minute, Toronto decided to sub off its starting center back pairing, and this gave DC a chance to come back. DC continued to chase the match from two goals down and a man down when they subbed on Federico Higuain. By the 84th minute, Higuain had found some space and chipped goalkeeper Quentin Westberg to put DC on the board. In the first minute of added time, Briant headed home a free kick to level the match. In the waning moments, DC goalkeeper Bill Hamid made an acrobatic save to preserve the tie. Group C continues play on Thursday when Toronto faced Canadian rival Montreal at 8 p.m. and on Friday when DC takes on the Revs at 8 p.m. As expected, Group F did not disappoint in their opening day, day of matches. Nine minutes into the LAFC-Houston match, Memo Rodriguez beat Latif Blessing and struck a ball at the top of the box to put Houston up by a goal. Ten minutes later, Blessing played a ball wide to Diego Rossi, who crossed the ball into Bradley Wright Phillips to level the game. Houston responded in the 30th minute when Zarek Valentin crossed the ball into the box. Memo Rodriguez once again found the ball, but it was deflected off of LAFC goalkeeper Kenneth Vermeer. Rodriguez followed up the deflection to earn his brace. In first half stoppage time, Houston was awarded a free kick. Darwin Quintero served the ball into the box where it found Albert Elise, who headed the ball home. The assistant referee put up his flag, calling for offsides, but after video review, it was deemed a goal. The Dynamo went up 3-1 at half. In the second half, LAFC continued to pepper Houston with shots. By the end of the match, they had 23 shots to Houston's 9. It seemed like LAFC could not catch a break until the 63rd minute. Francisco Ganella passed the ball to Edward Astuesta, who turned and found Rossi. Rossi ripped a shot that flew into the far post. Six minutes later, Brian Rodriguez of LAFC leveled the match when the ball felt a blessing off a deflected clearance. He played the ball wide to Rodriguez, who finished to the far post. But one of the more, more interesting aspects of the match was in the 77th minute, when Adama Diamande had to sub off. He had entered the match only 17 minutes earlier, but had to leave for a foot injury. This could test LAFC's striker depth, especially without Carlos Vela. In the late night match, the LA Galaxy versus the Portland Timbers was equally as intriguing. In the 11th minute, Dario Zuperic was called for a handball inside the box. LA's Chicharito stepped up to take the kick. He hit the ball to the right side of the net, but was saved by goalkeeper Steve Clark. He deflected the ball and then smothered the follow-up. This was Chicharito's first shot on goal for the Galaxy since joining the club 
beginning of the year. Portland broke the draw in the 59th minute when Jeremy Bobasay stabbed home a slotted ball across from Sebastian Blanco. In the 66th minute, Blanco got a goal for himself. A blocked shot from Bobasay ricocheted to Blanco. He, he got it and beat Insua and Gonzalez on the dribble to finish the ball in the far post. The Galaxy caught a break in the 75th minute when Zuperic committed a foul just outside of the box to receive his second yellow. In the 80th minute, Chicharito finally got his first goal from the Galaxy. He received a slotted ball back from Fordham Wild that he one-touched home. But the goal came too late and Portland earned three points to sit atop Group F. Up next for Group F, the Portland Timbers take on the Houston Dynamo at 8pm on July 18th. Immediately following will be the MLS's back edition of El Trafico, with LA Galaxy taking on LAFC at 10.30pm. Back in Group B, the Chicago Fire, who had just moved from Group A, got their vengeance against the Sounders. Earlier in the season, Seattle defeated the Fire 2-1 in Week 1. In the 52nd minute, Mauricio Pineda played a long ball up the field to Robert Barrick. He beat Seattle's back line and found the back of the net to put Chicago up 1-0. Seattle responded in the 77th minute when Hanwala Buana received a slotted ball from Jordan Morris to level the match. Jordan had subbed on for the Sounders at halftime. In their last meeting, he managed to come off the bench in the second half and score a brace for Seattle to win. But it wouldn't be enough for Seattle. In the 84th minute, homegrown player Pineda redirected a corner kick from Gaston Jimenez at the back post to give the Fire the three points. The Fire sit atop Group B with a game in hand against the Sounders, who should start to worry about their future in the tournament. Through two games, the Sounders have only earned one point. Seattle must win their next match against Vancouver if they want to find a place in the knockout round. As for the other two teams in Group B, Vancouver plays their first match of the tournament on July 15th against San Jose. Group A also started their second round's matchups on Tuesday evening, which has pretty much solidified the fate for each team. Orlando City marched past NYCFC 3-1. Chris Mueller earned a first-half brace, showcasing once again his ability to get on the end of a far bar crosses with, with his fourth-minute goal. Six minutes later, Mueller received a header from Dom Dwyer that he settled, beat an NYCFC defender, and finished. As for NYCFC, Jesus Medina scored their first goal of the season in the 38th minute. He received the ball on the bounce at the top of the box and ripped it into the net. Tesho Akandeli scored the third for Orlando in the 81st. With this win, Orlando is the first team to clinch its spot in the knockout round. Immediately following the Orlando City-New York City FC match, the Philadelphia Union also clinched their spot in the knockout round with a 2-1 win over Inter-Miami. The Union struck early with a fifth-minute goal from Kai Wagner. Rodolfo Pissarro drew the match from Inter-Miami in the 38th off a great passing sequence by Inter-Miami. Kasper Shabilko finished the game winner when he received a ball for Brendan Aronson on the counterattack. Like I said, the Union and Orlando City have clinched their spots in the knockout round. These two will face off on Monday to determine who will get the top seed. If the match ends in a draw, Orlando get that spot based on goal differential. As for Inter-Miami, they have yet to earn a single point in their four games in the MLS. They will face NYCFC on Monday. Both these teams will be hoping that they can get a result and potentially get one of those third place seeding spots. There are a lot more games next week, so please keep an eye out for our next episode. Thank you for joining me on the Number 10 Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Agan. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with your friends. Until next time.